This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Welcome to 2024. What you do this month will set you up for the entire year ahead. So match with a licensed therapist who can help you make this year all that you want it to be. Visit betterhelp.com super to get started. Wait a minute. Is Harry Potter just Star Wars? Hey, brother. Boy, howdy, y'all. Have we here at Super Carlin Brothers spent years and years dissecting and enjoying the Harry Potter series? I mean, we've gotten lost in the world. We've fallen in love with the characters and long dreamt of the day when we too may receive our Hogwarts letters. And I don't know about any of you, but for me personally, whenever I wrap a listening to the series, I almost want to like start right back at the beginning, simply to spend more time with the characters. I miss them. But like at times it truly feels as though they're my own close friends, which is unique to almost any other series I've spent time with. But what's also odd is that Harry Potter really isn't that unique. In fact, it's not even the first time I've fallen in love with this exact story. So brief backstory, when I was a kid, I was a huge fan of Star Wars. Well, honestly, I still am a kid and a fan of Star Wars. But I still remember the day my mom purchased the original trilogy from Sam's Club, going home and spending the next three Sunday evenings tuning in as a family to the introductions of Luke Skywalker and Han Solo, Princess Leia, Chewbacca, Darth Vader, and the evil empire. It was the story of Good vs. Evil, the young orphan moisture farmer who, against all odds, would discover the Force, rise up, and take down the Emperor that was raining terror on the galaxy. And while I still love Star Wars to this day, there can be no doubt that when I discovered Harry Potter, it took my attention by storm. But really, how could it not? I mean, it was the story of Good vs. Evil, the young orphan boy who, against all odds, would discover he was magical and rise up and take down the evil empire that was raining terror on the wizarding world. Wait, does that mean then that Harry Potter is just Star Wars? Hey, brother! Okay, so wait a minute. Luke goes to live with his aunt and uncle as a baby. Harry, on the other hand, no, no. Harry goes to live with his aunt and uncle as a baby. And those aunt and uncles both feel as though both Harry and Luke possess a bit too much of their father and who they are. He has too much of his father in him. And then she met that Potter. And then she had you when I knew you would be the same. Then I guess neither Uncle Vernon nor Uncle Owen are open at all with the truth about what happened to Luke or Harry's parents. You told me my parents died in a car crash. You knew my father? Told you to forget it. No, my father didn't fight in the wars. He was a navigator on a spice freighter. A spice freighter? A spice freighter? Kill Lily and James Potter? It's an outrage, a scandal. And certainly neither sets of aunt or uncles want their nephew going to school. You can go to the academy next year. You will not be going. And in both cases, it's in part due to who would be teaching them. That wizard's just a crazy old man. I will not pay to have some crackpot old fool teach him magic tricks. Beyond that, though, both Luke and Harry have a cryptic sidekick that arrives to give them portions of the truth, but not quite enough to have the whole picture. You're my only hope. What's this? must not go back to Hogwarts. Hogwarts is my home. Then, not for nothing, but Luke and Harry both then free said sidekick from slavery. There you go. Dobby is free. And in the end, both R2 and Dobby do take a bullet for the good guys, helping them escape enemy capture. 
Granted, they can just rebuild R2. He's a little bit more durable than Dobby, but still. But honestly, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Let's get back to living with their aunt and uncle because both Harry and Luke managed to escape into a world of magical abilities after a bearded man shows up who ironically happened to be the same bearded man that dropped him off with his aunt and uncle in the first place. Then both Haggard and Obi-Wan give Harry and Luke an incomplete version of events. Obi-Wan gives Luke a version of the story about what happens to his father, but it's really only true from a certain point of view. How did my father die? A young Jedi named Darth Vader. Hagrid, on the other hand, tries to tell Harry everything he knows, but just simply doesn't know the full story. Nobody lived once he decided to kill him. Then, almost as soon as Harry and Luke enter their new worlds, they meet their new best friends, whose name rhymes with, I don't know, probably John? I'm Ron, by the way. From Weasley. Han Solo. I'm Captain of the Millennium Falcon. Honestly, not sure which I love more, Han Weasley or Ron Solo, but let me know your favorite in the towel section down below. Ron shot first? Either way, there is no doubt that both Ron and Han are impressive people, even though most of what they own is kind of junk. What a piece of junk. Your land speeder was not that much nicer, Luke. Both of these best friends also abandon the main trio at some point for selfish endeavors, Han leaving pre-Death Star and Ron leaving the tent. But then to be fair, they do both return in quite triumphant fashion. Great shot, kid, that was one in a million. Speaking of the trio, though, let's get to Hermione and Leia, the other two's female companion whose friendship is forged after the first two rescue the third. Some rescue. Swish and flick. Then, not for nothing, there is, of course, some romantic tension between all three of these characters, but Harry and Luke both end up seeing Hermione and Leia as more of a sister. He's my brother. Harry is, of course, actually interested in Ron's sister. She's like my sister, he went on. I love her like a sister, and I reckon she feels the same way about me. It's always been like that. I thought you knew. In the end, though, the other two do end up together. Meanwhile, Obi-Wan and Hagrid might introduce the hero into their new worlds, but they aren't their main teacher. That honor, of course, goes to the older, wiser, kookier characters of Yoda and Dumbledore. I do love knitting patterns. And both Yoda and Dumbledore are incredibly old, but are considered the best at what they do. But both do die before the end of the story, leaving the hero to finish the job themselves. Which brings us now to Darth Vader, who fills a variety of roles inside of this comparison, largely as the Marauders, but even that really works better if you consider Darth Vader and Anakin to be separate people, which for the most part I do. I mean, if it's good enough for Obi-Wan, it's good enough for me. All right, guys, at this point in the video, you might be thinking, wow, some of these comparisons are pretty obvious. Well, good news, I have some other pretty obvious things to bring up, including our brand new pretty obvious candle. This is the first wizarding candle of the year. We have just launched over at Carlin Brothers Mercantile, our wizarding candle club. The way it is going to work is that every month we will have a brand new magically inspired candle with a new mystery scent. Although I'll go ahead and tell you this one, it's lilacs. Of course, what else could it be? But what makes it super fun is that inside the candle, like after you finish burning it all the way down, there is a unique silver charm you can collect. So throughout the year, there'll be 12 different charms, 12 different scents, all magically inspired and all smelling amazing. Go check it out now at carlinbrothersmercantile.com. But onward with the comparison, to that end, the ultimate big bads of each story, Palpatine and Voldemort, both successfully sway one of the good guys to their side, which leads 
leads to the death of the hero's parents. For Voldemort, it's Peter who betrays the Potters, and I think Obi-Wan phrases it best for Darth Vader. A young Jedi named Darth Vader. He betrayed and murdered your father. And then I think worth noting that Anakin's betrayal is also what kills Padme. Each story also has the ultimate reveal that someone who is perceived as a villain is actually a father figure to the hero. No, I am your father. James and Lily made me your godfather. Also, this is maybe a stretch, but I do think it's funny that Darth Vader is always dressed in all black and in Sirius's name is black, which I don't know. I thought I'd just throw that out there. Both Star Wars and Harry Potter contain a prophecy specifically to do with the hero who will have the power to bring balance to the Force or vanquish the Dark Lord. You refer to the prophecy of the one who will bring balance to the Force. You believe it's this boy? But I am the chosen one. Although, to be fair, in Star Wars, even though we've been comparing Luke and Harry the whole time, Anakin is actually technically the chosen one. I'm a person and my name is Anakin. But on that note, both Chosen One characters do die a kind of death before coming back. Harry is killed by Voldemort in the woods, but is anchored to life and comes back. Whereas Anakin dies a more metaphorical death at the hands of Darth Vader before Luke is able to bring Anakin back to the surface. And so in a way, he is also reborn, even though he dies again like 60 seconds later. But even then, he manages to come right back once more as a forest ghost, which to me, this always bothers me in the re-edits where like Anakin gets to come back as his younger self, but Yoda and Obi-Wan are both stuck as like old geezers. Like what gives? Are you telling me Yoda doesn't want to come back as like a spry 450 year old? Are you telling me Obi-Wan doesn't want to look like Ewan McGregor? Hello there. Everyone wants to look like Ewan McGregor. Now, I'm gonna take a bet though and say that chances are I'm not the first person to ever point out these similarities to you, or perhaps you even just noticed them yourself. But so then what, does that just mean Harry Potter is ripping off Star Wars? Like, no, obviously not. In fact, despite everything I've just outlined, I see them as both completely unique and distinct creations. The real reason these two stories pair up so well is because Harry and Luke are both great examples of what is known as the hero with a thousand faces. The Hero with a Thousand Faces is a comparative mythology written by Joseph Campbell back in 1949, which predates the release of both Star Wars and Harry Potter by 28 and 48 years respectively. Feels like it's been 20 years since Harry Potter, so what's the next big thing, guys? In his book, Campbell distills out the central narrative of many common stories, but when you hear the formula, it's almost jaw-dropping how nearly beat-for-beat beat both adventures actually are. The story of the Hero of a Thousand Faces always goes like this. First, the hero's adventure begins in the ordinary world. Second, they must depart the ordinary world when they receive a call to adventure. You must learn the ways of the Force. Third, with the help of a mentor, the hero will cross the guarded threshold, leading them to the supernatural world. Next, the hero will embark on a road of trials where they are to be tested. Usually, the hero is assisted by allies. And at some point, the hero will face the ordeal, or the greatest challenge of the journey. And upon rising to the challenge, the hero will receive a reward, or boon. But then the hero will endure some kind of metaphorical death and resurrection. After which the hero will face more trials on the road back. 
And finally, upon the hero's return, the boon may be used to improve the hero's ordinary world in what is referred to as the application of the boon. And it's not just Star Wars and Harry Potter. I mean, this is also Lord of the Rings, The Hunger Games, Ready Player One, The Matrix, Name of the Wind, the list goes on. As does our comparison between Star Wars and Harry Potter because I just realized we never talked about Chewbacca, but no worries. The Wizarding World absolutely has its own giant giant hairy friend. Martin Harry? You wouldn't be talking about me now, would you? That's right, Chewbacca's Aaron Gog. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for watching today's video. Which version of the Hero of a Thousand Faces do you prefer? If you like Harry Potter more, leave me a lightning bolt emoji down below. Or if you like Star Wars, leave us a rocket ship. Or you know what? Just feel free to leave both if you want to. And if you want some more Star Wars action, I recommend you check out this video, The Darth Jar Jar Theory. It is an oldie but a goodie. I have just rewatched the prequels and it totally holds up. If you've never heard it before, it is definitely worth checking out. But otherwise, Ben, until next time, I will see you in another life, brother.